Hello, welcome back to the Life Runners podcast. I hope you all are doing great. I hope your week is going well. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but I really hope that everything is going well for you. Um, some big news in the mergers and acquisitions world of watches. Um, Hodinkee announced that they have uh, acquired Crown and Caliber, which is another huge player within the watch world. I think this is a really interesting move by uh, Hodinkee. It probably could have been seen, um, especially with the the back the you know the money that was backing their company. So what I thought I would do is kind of walk through it, talk about it from a business perspective, talk about it from a watch world perspective. This is a really interesting topic, and it's a big change up for how we can view um, the 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 the, the watch industry um, from a business perspective for sure. Uh, if you are new to the Life on the Wrist podcast, um, we are we have a website. It's where most of our our our, our um, content kind of goes through. So be sure to check us out on our website. It's lifeontherist.com. Fairly simple. Most of our content is over on YouTube, so we do upload there. You can check us out there. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, head over to our social medias, you can you can also follow us there. But be sure to subscribe or follow this podcast if you like uh, like talking about watches. That's basically what we do every Tuesday. Um, and uh, if you wouldn't mind rating this podcast too, that really does help us out. So for those of you don't who don't know, last week um, Hodinkee, who's one of the leading uh, platforms uh, in the watch uh, industry, announced that they were acquiring Crown and Caliber. Crown and Caliber is a U.S.-based watch company that specializes in uh, selling pre-owned watches. They do sometimes have vintage pieces, but most of the time they have um, pre-owned uh, pre-owned pieces. Now, um, their process is really smooth. Crown and Caliber is a very, very well-run um, watch company. If you haven't uh, used their services, basically you are able to go to their website, or at least if you have a watch that you would like to sell, uh, you can go over to their website. You can then get a free quote. You can you basically put in information about, your, about the watch that you're looking to sell, Send them some pictures. They'll give you a quote on it, and if you want, uh, if you kind of like agree to the quote, they then send you a packing slip, and they will. Um, you can then ship it to them uh, free of cost. They have their watchmakers take a look at the watch, and then once the watchmaker kind of gives their assessment, they give you an updated quote. And if you agree, they keep the watch. If you wanna, you know, wanna hold on to the watch or don't don't agree with the the price that they've given you, they. Um, they will, uh, uh, they'll ship it back to you. Um, so that's from like, kind of like, uh, I guess if you're looking to sell your watch, if you're looking to buy a watch, their process is also super smooth. They obviously have super high quality pictures, great descriptions of these watches. And obviously their watchmakers are servicing these pieces before they go out the door. So you can really trust the, the watches that they are, um, that they're selling. So a big player in the pre-owned space, I'd say probably one of the larger players in the pre-owned space in the in in uh, America, uh, I guess North America. And so Hodinkee announced that they were acquiring this company. Um, Hodinkee has uh, really grown into many different sectors within the watch world. Obviously, they've done things in the writ uh, written and uh, spoken word through their blogs and their videos. They also went into watch accessories with the Hodinkee shop. So they started selling vintage watches. 
They then became authorized dealers of uh, specific brands. They've even diversified into watch insurance, which is a, a really revolutionary kind of side of, of watch collecting. And now they've decided to acquire this uh, pre-owned dealer uh, and to, to put Crown & Caliber with, uh, within their kind of like family of capabilities. So I thought what I would do first off is kind of just talk about this from a business perspective, uh, how this impacts, well, well, the decision process that Hodinkee probably went through and how Ben Clymer kind of looked at this. Um, I'll look at it from like a strategic operational perspective, and then I can talk about it from a watch perspective. So Hodinkee is obviously a company that is set up to do um, specific capabilities very well. I'd say they're, the capabilities that they really do well is their um, editorial side of things, their um, their uh, videos, they also are very, very um, solid there. Um, I'd say the editorial side kind of encompasses podcasts, videos, written word. Uh, and then they also are, have a fairly robust um, shop. Uh, I think their their accessories and vintage watches really bolster most of the most of the shop um, that they that they have. So when, when you think of it about it from a business perspective, they're really set up well for those specific capabilities. From, you know, let's say you're the CEO of Hodinkee and you're saying, what, what could we go to next? Um, Pre-owned is obviously a space that they haven't really done, you know, done too much, uh, too much in. The problem with Hodinkee saying, hey, let's just create our own pre-owned space is that their business is set up to do specific capabilities very, very well. And those capabilities, the way that their operation is set up might not kind of lend itself to the pre-owned space. I walked through kind of like the process that that uh, Crown and Caliber goes through when they do get a new, you know, pre-owned piece in. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know the inner workings of how Hodinkee set up operationally, but I would... Uh, hasten a guess to say that Hodinkee probably isn't set up to, you know, uh, receive in watches, uh, do estimates uh, consistently. They probably don't have the operations set up like that. I, I don't know of any uh, pre-owned or watchmakers who will give them quotes on, on pieces, uh, you know, um, and, and then uh, getting those watches in. I don't think that's something that they're really set up for. So from a, from a, operations perspective, acquiring a company that does have those capabilities allows for the switching costs or adding that line of business into into the Hodinkee brand, a very easy one. So I think like strategically, it was a fairly um, smart idea. Now you could say, well, they spent all this money on on this pre-owned, uh, this acquisition. Is there, you know, could they have done, uh, could they have just put that money into uh figuring out how to run their operations so that they can have a pre-owned line of uh, watches that they that they sell in the Hodinkee store or Hodinkee shop. Um, yes, they, they could have. It would have been a lot, a very, very time-consuming. It probably would have been more expensive. Um, if you look at, you know, the expense of this, of that switch in both, you know, time and money, and so acquiring made it a lot easier, made it a lot more streamlined. And also, you know, Crown & Caliber is a, a great company. They, they sell extremely good watches. Their values are, um, you know, probably aligned with Hodinkee. So it made it quite easy. 
You can also think of it from just like a personal perspective. I think Ben Clymer and the owner of Crown and Caliber are fairly good friends and they had been discussing this opportunity for a while. And so uh, it probably was a fairly simple thing for them to do. I don't know the acquisition, uh, the, the cost of the acquisition. That's obviously not public knowledge because it was a private acquisition. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a it's a very big step for Hodinkee because now when you think of Hodinkee as a brand within the watch world, there really isn't too much they don't do. You know, they really do cover most of the spaces, editorial, podcast, videos, vintage, um, authorized dealer, pre-owned, insurance, accessories. There isn't a lot that they don't do. So kind of shifting towards the idea of Hodinkee as a kind of watch behemoth, they really have become even an even larger part of the watch industry by acquiring Crown, Crown and Caliber. I think the relationship, I don't really know how the relationship was working and how the integration is going to happen between Hodinkee and Crown and Caliber. Right now, I think they're, you know, Hodinkee's blog post about, you know, the acquisition said that I think right now Hodinkee has a couple of pre-owned pieces on their on their shop. I don't know if they're going to integrate websites or or how that's going to work. I think they also noted that you can use like Crown and Caliber credit on the Hodinkee store, I think. I think that was something that they mentioned. Um, so th the integration is going to be an interesting one, and that's probably going to be quite costly. Um, but the real question is, um, you know, Hodinkee is now probably the largest um, largest brand, largest player within the watch world. It's always been a very big part of it, but there isn't much that they can do. And now you have Crown & Caliber, which was arguably a behemoth within the pre-owned watch uh, market you have them joining forces with Hodinkee which is really you know an industry leader um, in just about anything in the watch industry and you have these two behemoths joining together and basically you have this massive brand that Hodinkee has now become I think it one I think it shows the the power that Hodinkee has within the watch uh, industry I know they've gotten a lot of flack but really they take up a lot of space they take up um, a lot of airtime when it comes to uh, watches. They obviously have uh, a huge impact in um, the opinions in the industry and, uh, uh, you know, covering specific watch brands and new watch releases. So their word is really becoming almost like gospel uh, for, for the watch industry. It probably, it, it, it has been that way for a while, but acquiring a pre-owned uh, watch company has now, um, obviously, I kind of stamped that. What I'm interested to see is whether or not the prices of the watches that they sell from a pre-owned perspective, if those change. I haven't really been tracking, you know, the pre-owned costs, uh, the pre-owned uh, prices of watches on Crown & Caliber. It's not just, it's not, really, it's not something I'm going to do. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if the prices do change. One of the things when you have large players within an industry uh, joining forces is you start having a, these these big players. This I guess one big player can have an impact in the pricing of specific um, the the things that they're selling. Um, you can think of it like uh, this doesn't happen, but like Exxon Mobil and BP. Imagine them merging. You know that's a big oil company that would then have a lot of say over what the prices of oil would be. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if that something like that will happen because obviously 
that is what uh, a lot of governments try to avoid when they say they don't want monopolies in, in the market. And so um, we'll see what happens with that. I know that Honinki has gotten a little bit of flack for, you know, exorbitant prices on some of their limited editions. And so I think that's something that they're probably conscious about and they probably already know to, to make sure that they look at. I think this is a, a, a really, I mean, first off, like I, I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast, but congratulations Hodinkee, on, on an incredible um, acquisition. I think this is another feather in the Hodinkee cap of, of what they're capable of doing. I think, you know, you probably could have seen this coming. They did have, you know, there were there were articles in the news about them getting uh, large private equity backing. And so with all this backing, you can imagine that private equity funds are probably saying, how else can we grow Hodinkee? And I bet you this was probably in the works uh, for, for quite some time. I mean, we know, you know, Ben Clymer and, and the owner of Crown and Caliber were fairly good friends. So uh, we knew this was probably in the works, but... Um, it definitely came to, to, to flourishing. I'm going to be monitoring the integration of these two, um, two companies. It's going to be interesting to see if, you know, is Crown and Caliber's website going to redirect to the Hodinkee store and then it'll go to the pre-owned page on their, on their shop. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I also think it'll be interesting to see how the pre-owned prices have an impact on their new watches and vintage watches I, I you know it's kind of obvious but like you know new watch companies if you're an authorized dealer for a spe- specific brand you know they obviously want to move new new pieces and um now you have you know this pre-owned watches uh, section of the of their store which is selling perhaps some of the pieces that they're selling on the new side of things um you know, at, at, at discounted prices. So it'll be interesting to see if any of the relationships that Hodinkee has with these new watch, with these watch companies, uh, changes at all. They did say, you know, they're going to sell a couple of pre-owned pieces on their, on their store. They, they actually only picked about eight pieces. Uh, one is an Omega Seamaster. There was an Omega Dynamic 3, a Relux Explorer, uh, 114270, uh, Alanga and Zona Saxonia, uh, JLC uh, Geophysique Limited Edition 1958. There was an AP Royal Oak with a blue dial, a Tudor Oyster Date Big Block, a reference 79160. And then there was a uh, Rolex Sub, reference 116610 LN. So um, interesting to see. Now, I, I have to admit, um, I'm looking at some of the prices here. So uh, the Rolex Submariner, um, reference one, the Rolex Submariner that they have listed, it's currently listed, uh, let me look here, I actually just want to do this because I'm curious now, they have it listed for 12,000 US dollars, Um, I'm literally, literally just went to Google, typed in the reference, went to shopping, and I'm literally staring at a a, uh, Rolex Submariner for Ten thousand one seven hundred and twenty-five from Crown and Caliber, ironically. Um, so, pricing is going to be a, a definite factor. The thing with Hodinkee is, though, you know, you're buying from Hodinkee, and so uh, the likelihood that um, the prices are not going to, you know, people have a lot of trust in, and that's, you know, rightfully so. When you're buying watches, you should have you should be buying the dealer and and the the or the 
the collector that you're buying from, not the, the watch itself. And obviously Hodinkee has that massive uh, brand name. So paying a little bit of a premium for the Hodinkee name, probably not probably not a problem. I mean, even if you go to their vintage watches, you know, they're basically completely sold out normally always. Uh, I just went to their pre-owned space. They've got a, a Waltham, a Bulova, a, a Uni Compacts uh, from Universal Genève, and then an Omega Genève um, that are still available. But, I mean, everything else is sold out. Kind of, kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a big move. Um, I'd love to hear what you think about this, um, this acquisition, this, this merger between these two companies. It will be a big move and it'll change things, I think, within the watch industry. I think there's, um, there is going to be some, some changes, whether that's to prices, whether that's to the makeup of the market. I'd love to hear your thoughts. One last thing I wanted to, to touch on is um, really the the contraction of this industry that I think this might be pointing to. Obviously, this is kind of the you know editorial uh, you know editorial and um, and uh, you know store you know uh, consumer side of this industry. It's not really the manufacturing side, but. I think this is a big move and probably is showing the contraction of this this market. I think, um, you know, recessions will always lead to some sort of contraction in industries. It'll also lead to expansions in, in others. I think this is obviously, a, you know, it's a consumer product. It's a luxury product. So I think these types of, um, those types of industries typically have contractions. Um, and I think maybe this acquisition might show signs of of contractions i know a lot of watch dealers that have you know gone out of business because of this because people just aren't buying watches in in the in the numbers that they were previously so it, i think this might be showing signs of of some sort of contraction with the industry um, at least for the big players for sure because um this is a massive move again congratulations hodinky congratulations crown and caliber this is amazing i'm so um, you guys, you know, deserve it. You've, you've created really incredible brands and, um, you know, I hope that the future brings, um, a lot of possibility and, and good fortune for you guys, um, moving forward. If you are new to the Life on the Wrist podcast, be sure to follow us uh, or subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we basically discuss topics within the watch world. Our podcast is released every Tuesday, um, so if you want to listen to our podcast, be sure to subscribe to it. If you want more content from us, most of our content is done through YouTube and our website. So be sure to head over to our uh, website and our YouTube. Both of those are in the show notes. Um, speaking of the show notes, I'll be sure to put a link into Hodinkee's article about this acquisition as well as Crown and Calibers. Um, if you want to get... Um, Get to know us on our social medias. Be sure to head over to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are all over the place, so you can head over there. We'd love to hear your thoughts on um, on this 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 massive move from Hodinkee. So if you want to hit us up on on Instagram or Twitter, you can definitely message us, and we'd love to talk to you about it. Also, we do sell um, some vintage pieces on our website, so you can head over to our store. We have a really beautiful Patek Philippe Reference 2594. 
We've got a Universal Genève, a, uh, we also have a Longines. Uh, we'll have a Rolex uh, Explorer 2 that's going to be listed soon. Um, so check out those watches on our store. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And until next time.